You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, Connor Riley from Dog Nation joining us. And Connor, today, Mike and I said it, the emphasis on signing day when a majority of the big-time recruits or bigger five stars have already signed, the significance of today is not as much as it used to be, but it's still a big day. So where are the dogs, what has happened, and who did they add to the list of recruits today? Yeah, so as it stands right now, they've added nobody. Uh, and it speaks to, I think, the type of kid that Georgia goes out and tries to recruit. Uh, they, they signed 25 players in the December signing window, but the big thing is that 18 of those guys are already on campus as an early enrollee. And I know there's been some discussion about do you move National Signing Day? What do you do with that early signing period? Do you move it around? I mean, the reality is I think kids these days, more often than not, are trying to get a jump start on their college career and get it started earlier and earlier. And I think that's going to continue to dilute, you know, this February signing period as it is. Because for a majority of these big-time players that go and play at these big-time schools, they know you have to get a jump start and start playing right away. You had, uh, I think, 18 players in last year's class enroll early. You had another 18 enroll early this year. As far as Georgia, I don't expect them to add anyone today, at least in the 2023 class. They did land a commitment from the number one overall player, from the number one overall cornerback, rather, in the 2024 recruiting class in Ellis Robinson. But Walker Lyons, a four-star tight end recruit, he's going to USC, and actually he's going to take a year off and go participate in his Mormon mission before he starts playing college football. Mm. And then the big news of the day, Deuce Robinson, five-star tight end, number one tight end, in the country announces he's not going to make a decision today is between Georgia, USC, and Texas. And there's also the very real possibility with him that he ultimately ends up going to play baseball as he's the son of former Florida State Seminole Dominic Robinson, who played both baseball and football at Florida State back in the early 2000s. And, uh, you know, Connor, we spoke a lot today about uh, Ellis Robinson, the fourth. A little confused, though, because this is the class of 24 for one of the top corners, right? Yes, that's correct. He will not. He's still got another year of high school football before he ultimately signs with Georgia. He commits to Georgia today, but okay. uh, no one overall cornerback in the class plays at IMG Academy. You know, one of the big powerhouses in the country and is well battle tested. And by the time he ultimately gets to Georgia, which again is over a year down the road, uh, should be one of the top players mm-hmm. in next year's signing class. Connor Riley joining us here on Dukes and Bell. We're talking dogs. What are you hearing from the Senior Bowl with the guys that are there? participating. I know practices started yesterday. They're practicing today, tomorrow, and we get the game on Saturday. And, you know, as far as the game, it's, it's more about the practices, right? That's where you get a sense of what guys are doing and, and how they're being scouted and, and, and what they're being rated out from NFL talent or as far as their NFL, uh, you know, talent scouts. What are you hearing, Connor? Yeah, you get a better idea in these practices of who these players are and some of the things they might be able to do at the, at the next level. I think Kenny McIntosh is a guy – there's a real chance to improve his status as the, as the week goes on. He's obviously an incredible pass catcher. I think people who watch him in Georgia understand that. And when NFL teams get a chance to see him do that, along with his ability, I think, that improved over the course of his Georgia career to run in between the tackles, he could be a guy that plays himself up from, say, a day three pick into a late third-round pick there. And that's sort of the benefit and upside of playing in the senior bowl there. Chris Smith, uh, look, that guy's going to interview incredibly well. He made big-time play after big-time play at his time at Georgia. I expect expect him to be a late second-round pick or an early third-round pick there. 
Warren McClendon, obviously, you know, involved in a horrific car crash earlier this month, but it sounds like he's come out and played really well uh, in the senior bowl, repping really well there. And he's got a chance, I think, to really help himself. You know, there's some questions about his size. He measured in at 290 pounds and usually teams want you to be over 300 pounds, but he showed some good strength and has incredible length there as well. to I think really be an offensive tackle at the next level. And then Jack Podlesny, the kicker there as well for Georgia. So they've got four guys there, obviously well represented, and all have a chance, I think, to help themselves when it comes to you know rising up NFL draft boards. It is Connor Riley, guys. K. Connor Riley on Dog Nation. Follow him on Twitter. See what's going down. I mean, we have the Georgia Pro Day, which will be sometime in March, and that will now again you'll never be able to replicate what they did last year. But there's so many studs, and I'm just curious, uh, who's a guy, maybe a late round pick that maybe could be a surprise from this year's draft class from UGA. Uh, are we talking in terms of like guys who we don't think are going to be drafted but end up finding their way onto an NFL roster? Exactly. That's the case. Exactamundo. I, I think Kiaris Jackson is a guy to sort of watch there. I think he's going to test better than some people think. You know, battled injury in his time at Georgia. But he's a guy that, A, is a special team standout. and He's absolutely going to make a team because of what he's able to bring from a special team's ability. And we didn't ultimately get to see a whole lot of it at Georgia. A lot of it is just because Vlad McConkey was playing ahead of him. But I believe in what Kiaris is going to be able to do as a wide receiver at the next level. You can move him around. Again, you know, I don't want to compare him to Debo Samuel. I think that's a really unfair comparison. And Samuel is just a twitchier athlete. But if there's an innovative offensive coordinator out there, I think they can find a way to make Jackson an effective player who can do a lot of different things. And so when you add in the fact that he's a stud special teamer, I think that's a guy who you know a lot of people may not necessarily have thought when he declared for the draft back in January 15th that he's going to be drafted. But We've seen in recent years, you know, Darian Kendrick, John Fitzpatrick, Justin Schaefer, guys who, you know, weren't highly thought of as draft prospects when they announced their decisions, ultimately end up playing their way into a, not just a draft eligible spot, but being guys that ultimately end up playing and starting. Uh, you know, Charlie Warner is another example of that, a tight end who not many people thought highly of and right. ends up going and being a six-round pick and has been a contributor for the 49ers these past three seasons. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's driving me crazy, Connor, so I need to know where you're at on this. Todd Munkin leaving, why is he continuing to interview for these jobs if he has real no intention of leave no real intention of leaving? And more importantly, we know he's the best coordinator. So if he needs more money, let's just cut the check. What is going on with Todd Munkin? Yeah, so I think that last point there is important to point. Like, I don't think this is about money when it comes to Todd Munkin. I think he knows he's going to be well compensated whether he goes to the NFL or whether he goes back to college and it's interesting in talking to the college people and the people around the Georgia program, they don't seem all that confident that Munkin is going to end up leaving. But then from the NFL side of things, uh, you know, Chris Mortensen has reported this, Ian Rappaport has reported it. There's maybe a stronger sense that Munkin does end up going to the NFL level. So maybe that is a belief that the Tampa side of this, because I believe Tampa's really the only serious candidate right now to potentially try and take Munkin, even though he did interview with the Baltimore Ravens last week. Uh, there's some confidence on Tampa side that he would come back and take that job. Whereas I think on the Georgia side of it, there is also confidence there as well. I, I think when reality comes down to, he's never been someone to spend a lot of time in one place. He's only been at one place for more than four years once in his career. And that was with the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver coach over 15 years ago. And so I think this is, you know, what can Todd Munkin go out and prove? I don't think he's any closer to being a head coaching candidate. Uh, given, you know, where he was in college this time last year. And, and so I think maybe he wants to go back, try in the NFL to succeed because when he was an offensive coordinator and play caller, did not work out. He got fired in 2018 as the play caller for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then as the offensive coordinator. And it's important to note he was not the play caller 
for um, for Cleveland in his last year in the NFL. He gets fired one year after that. So I think he thinks that if he does take the Tampa job, there'll be somewhat of a runway to where he can have multiple years there and really build out a successful offense. But at the same point in time, he knows he's got the best job in college football as Georgia's offensive coordinator. And on top of that, he's already the highest paid offensive coordinator in the sport. So I think ultimately it's going to come down to what does Munkin want to do? Does he want to come back to Georgia and try and have a three-peat? Or does he want to try his hand at being an NFL play caller once again, where he's failed in the past? And the other thing is uh, you lose Buster Faulkner, who's involved in the offensive play, I guess, you know, in the, in the grand, grand scheme of things. He goes to Georgia Tech to become their new offensive coordinator. I was joking around with some Georgia fans yesterday, but uh, you know, Mike Bobo has always been such a polarizing figure. Would they Ever, would there ever be a situation where in case of emergency break glass and bring Bobo back if, if Munkin did I, ab- I absolutely think so. I will say on Buster Faulkner, if Kirby Smart thinks Buster Faulkner is the best replacement for Todd Munkin if and when uh, Munkin does end up leaving, it, it takes about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes to get from Georgia Tech to Athens, assuming there's no traffic on 316. <laughs> Faulkner would make that drive in less than an hour if that's what Kirby Smart ultimately decided and wanted to do. But as far as uh, as far as Mike Bobo, I do believe that he'd be a serious offensive coordinator candidate, and it's worth pointing out here as well. Well, yes, you know Brian McLennan has called plays before. Uh, Faulkner has previous offensive coordinator experience. Munkin is also the quarterbacks coach, and, and and so Mike Bobo has experience doing that as well. And look, I mean, Mike, you mentioned it there. I'm already sick of the Mike Bobo discourse in terms of you know what was he, how you know could he be, what could he be. Look, in 2014, Georgia's offense averaged 42 points a game. It was the last year who was calling plays for Georgia. And I know things didn't necessarily work out at South Carolina or Auburn in the last two stops where he was calling plays, but those were not remotely close to the same situation nor the same talent level that he would be working with here. And I'll just say this. Look, Todd Muggle was not some hot prospect when Kirby Smart hired him in 2020. And so I think if Kirby Smart believes that Mike Bobo is the best man for the offensive coordinator job, I think with what we've seen from Kirby Smart and everything else he's done at Georgia, we should probably believe him at this point in time. Connor, what happened? Uh, what was the reaction, if there was any, in Athens with the coaching staff, uh, with, with the Stetson Bennett situation getting arrested? You know, we talked about it. We said, listen, listen, it's not a, a defining moment as far as, you know, what it, what it means for the rest of his life, but it's a bad look, you know, and it's something he's going to have to explain. Mm-hmm. Is there more to this story? Because no one's heard from Stetson about it. And I'm curious to know what you're hearing around Athens. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, again, he's you know no longer with the program. He was in Dallas training for the upcoming NFL draft. And, and you know, look, I, and Sutton knows this. It's the worst possible time this could happen. And when you factor in the fact that you have the, the national championship last year where he's drinking Pappy right afterwards and then he does the Good Morning America interview, like he, he understands there's going to be questions about this and he's going to have to answer that. And he's, you know, 25 years old. He's an adult. He's going to go out and answer it, and that's what he's done. And, and you know, so I get that. I, I also, you know, I understand why Jim Nagy is saying the things that he has said about him and why Stetson needs to be down in Mobile. I don't personally agree with that, and Jim Nagy has his own agenda to push. But, you know, from a Georgia perspective, uh, you know, look, Stetson's not the quarterback here anymore. And, and while, yes, they don't love it, uh, and they know Stetson is clearly better than that, uh, there's not a whole lot that I think that reflects on this Georgia program right now. Great stuff. Connor Riley, we appreciate you, man. Again, the dogs don't sign anybody today, guys, and they get a commitment from the number one corner for next year, which is he's a junior in high school. He's going to be a senior coming up this next uh, fall. So if you're curious, the dogs will probably still be number two uh, as far as the rankings are concerned, Alabama the number one class in the country. All right. Appreciate you as always. Thanks so much. Tell the people where they can find you. 
Yep, follow me on Twitter at KConnerIley, even though signing day wraps up today. Look, Todd Munkin still deciding what he's ultimately going to do. We're going to have a ton of stuff, ton of content throughout the lack of an offseason we seem to have in college football mm. these days. Yeah, it doesn't stop. Connor, thanks so much, man. We appreciate you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 